this might be a tough decision right now. My team did not just absolutely NFL games that were like, right. whoa. I actually don't have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, Welcome to Scruff Tone. Uh, we have another guest here on the League of the Wings. The League of the Wings. Do I do it? Yeah, you want Do I do it? Wow. Alright. Here's the deal. What's the deal? Anytime Caleb mispronounces something, (laughs) I squirt it. Jokes on you. I have perfect speech. I never, ever, ever, ever mess up on anything. Because I'm just a perfect... Human being. Okay. I was, okay. I was waiting for the pause to build suspense. Yeah, waiting for the pause to build suspense. Good job. Don't wink. I have Janet on speed dial. Yeah, that's how most phones work nowadays. <laughs> you put somebody in your contact no, there. My emergency contact. You know how the emergency thing wait on your lock screen? Yeah. It automatically calls Janet. It's kind of sad that she's your only friend. <laughs> you think that's sad? Yeah. You'll be the one sad. <laughs> what? What is this bit? What? Yeah, this went too far. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, zoom in on me and in post. Yeah, I'm doing it now, as you can tell. Whoa, Inception. Janet, I would like to sincerely apologize that your um significant other is incapable of going on an entire podcast without uh, mispronouncing something. I sincerely regret ever having him on a podcast to influence him whoa, whoa, doing whoa. a podcast. This, this is also my podcast. I edit this shit. Okay. I, I'm, the first time you were on a podcast was my podcast, though. How do you that know? One how thing do, led to another. How do you know I wasn't on a podcast before that? You may have been. Anyways... Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Sincerely, Titus Oldham. Titus thinking Oldham? Don't tell my middle name. They already know it. How? Because I said it. You say it a lot? Yeah, I do say it a lot on this podcast. Why? Jesus Christ. You just never never respond. No person cares about this. What they care about is an egg shaped ball on a field for professionals. Yeah. A field of dreams. A field hopes, of money. And fame, downfield tackles. Fans' reactions. Primetime bangers. Primetime bangers, baby. Um, we had a really good primetime banger this week. Go check it out. And then a primetime yikers. Uh, no, wait. I, don't know. I, had, I had the word for it. Primetime blowout. Uh, yeah. Yikes. With the Eagles and Cowboys. Uh. Yeah, and that leads us into week three. Caleb and I tied 10-6, as in we both had 10-6 in our predictions for every game this week. We had a lot of disputes. I believe we had six, and we split those three each. I'm pretty surprised by mine, honestly. I think I did a good job with those. I'm sorry, I may or may not have forgotten to do my homework, even though you said that I should do it before the podcast and not during the podcast. forget. One day... One day I will remember. But why Why does the Cardinals and Rams have to play each other? Like, why can't they just go their own separate paths, both undefeated together? Yeah, I know what you mean. But one yeah. must fall. So do you want to go over 
last week's game. I, I literally started. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, like, do you want to continue on that? I. Thanks for letting me continue on. Well, I mean, that. like, you I you interrupted me. All right. I inter- anyways, yeah, yeah. anyways, Thursday night football, not a primetime banger. It was Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans. Um, Texans had a win to begin the season, to everyone's surprise. But then their all-star quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, got injured. I don't believe he punctured his lung this time, though, so... I mean, he didn't puncture, he his, didn't puncture his, his own lung, lung last his time. His lung then. wasn't punctured this time. Yeah. By his own team. Hey, you got to give Texans a little credit. All of their offense and their entire team lies on Cooks, but they they kept pace with the Panthers the first half. You know, it wasn't a complete shutout right away. It wasn't. Yeah, but then they got That's how you close the game. Yeah. It's never how you start it. I'm glad that Every I Every player knows this. I'm glad that I picked up Brandon Brooks, though. Oh, yes, in fantasy, Brandon Brooks. If He's still available in your fantasy league. Pick him up. No, leave that fantasy league because everyone in there is trash, yes. and it won't be an honor to win it. Yes, and or pick up Mike Williams. Cause oh, true. Mike he, Williams did even better. Yes. Tennessee Titans versus Indianapolis Colts. Another tough loss to the Colts to improve to 0-3. Improve to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see <laughs> I see. So you wanna? As far as you're concerned, this is bad for you. Why? As far as once goes. Why? Because he still played a lot of snaps, mm-hmm. despite the losses, and it just seems like he won't be stopping anytime soon. So. Look, I I want him to lose because I want him to play and I want him to lose the first season because the more losses the Colts have, the higher draft draft pick they have, and if. Carson okay, Wentz has... But the more losses they have, the more likely he sits out the rest of the season later on if he's still injured because the O-line is injured as well. Look. Have you ever thought about that? I if they're have... not in playoff contention, why why do that to themselves? That would be terrible management if they know Eagles would get him otherwise. I mean, not him. Draft pick. Yeah. I mean... You want, I them, wa- to, you want them to do decent. Maybe yeah. not amazing, but decent. Yeah. I'm, I'm aiming for a top 10 draft pick. <laughs> no, there's no way you're getting a top 10 draft pick because by that point, they will bench him. Yeah, but rough start for the Colts. You know, I, I didn't watch the game. I saw a couple highlights. The Colts defense kind of played good with their turnovers. That's all I kind of yeah. saw. Colts defense has looked better. I mean, this Titans offense is the real deal, you know. Uh, well, A.J. Brown was out, actually, so I guess it was just Julio Jones, Tannehill, Derrick Henry... I don't really know who else is on that team. I mean, when the offense is doing so bad that they can't get anything done in the red zone, it just makes it way harder on the defense anyways. So, okay, in my eyes, I think the defense did a lot better than previous games. Offense is still struggling. Um, Once was playing on half a leg, essentially, Mm -hmm. in my book. And... Because they were down early, they stopped giving Johnson Taylor as many reps, even though he was averaging six yards a carry, which was a mistake. Naheem Hines looked good. Pittman's still getting targeted a lot, which is good for anyone looking for someone on waivers, by the way. Pittman, go get him, because as, as long as he's getting that those shares, like he'll pop off every now and then. So. I don't know how he's doing in fantasy. He's yeah. like towards the top of the receivers yeah. left in the... On the waiver wire. Tennessee, I'm actually concerned. No, I'm not concerned for Tennessee. Obviously not. Mm-hmm. If if I was a Tennessee fan, I would be concerned. 
because I don't think they have looked that strong, especially considering how the Seahawks looked in their last game against Minnesota. So it kind of discounts their win there. And then also, I feel like they should just shut out the Colts by a bit more. That was a nine-point game. I mean, Colts are still a great team. And they let out they let up so many red zone. Like they let the Colts get into the red zone way too often. And then there was also a defensive penalty miss call. Mm-hmm. Like a defensive pass interference that didn't get called where they could have got a touchdown there. So like it was close. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that this team is like half a team at this point. Yeah. The Colts are. Damn. Yes, they were without AJ Brown. But regardless, they just got Julio Jones, so that should make you know you should yeah. be able to get shit done more often. And Derrick Henry was held to, I don't know how many yards. I mean, I, he's always going to get a lot of yards, but as far as per carry, that's what matters, I think. I'll look it up. Who even has Derrick Henry? He had 28 carries and 100. And, 28? Are you serious? And then he had 113 total yards for four uh, uh, four yards per carry average. And okay, then four, he, uh, that's not bad. And then he had three receptions. But Jesus Christ, 20. And Brendan has Derrick Henry. Right. Because remember that, like, 45-point game? Oh, how could I forget? But this is kind of the Eagles' problem a little bit. Oh, it is the Eagles' problem, kind of, where the offense isn't really producing as they need. And it just goes to show you that, yes, defenses do win a shit ton of games. But if you have zero offense, then... It's impossible for you to win games. Yeah. The Colts have agreed to trade Marlon Mack, third train running back, who at one point had a thousand yard season um, back in 2017, 2018, around then. I think it was 2018. He just had a bad injury last year, but then he got re signed. And because of not being utilized very much, they've come to an agreement that he just. Need to go somewhere else because Naheem Hines just got re-extended as well. So it's clear that those top two spots are taken by the bell cow that is Jonathan Taylor. Wait, where is he getting traded to? Well, we don't know yet. Oh. They, Colts and Marlon Mack agreed oh, that okay. they would trade him. Okay, for some reason my mind just went straight to like he already traded or is already going to get traded. I imagine we will hear about it in next week because I'm sure usually mid-season trades like they get processed pretty fast because you don't. You don't want that taking up so much time. And then by the time it gets to it, it's like, oh, we still have to get this player adapted to our system. Like, you want to get it done pretty quickly, I'd imagine. Yeah, Marlon Mack had... Marlo? 247 attempts. Yeah, 247 attempts, 1,091 yards for 4.4 average, 80 touchdowns. 14 receptions, 82 yards in 2019 season. And he almost eclipsed 1,000 yards in 2018 at 908 total yards for that season. And Pittman, he is getting off to a really good start with 17 receptions, 220 yards. And his highlight game... 220? Yeah, 220 yards, total yards. So he's... Is he on pace? Yeah, he's on pace for a thousand yard season. Mm. Uh, and then his biggest highlight came in against the Rams with eight receptions and 123 yards. His long's 42, but he has yet to score a touchdown. But I remember you saying earlier Everyone's that. He's yet to score a touchdown. Hmm? Naheem Hines, Zach Pascal. Mm. I literally think. I can't name another person. Oof. Maybe Doyle? I remember Doyle scoring, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I remember he had a really good game, and I think it was the first game of the season or something. I can't Regardless, remember. That's sad. 
Yes, that is very sad. And I remember you saying that they're after historically bad season oh, yeah. with the red the, zone. In red the span zone. of three weeks, they're historically the worst red zone offense ever. Let's just say I don't think anyone expected the start. I mean... I, I can't say it was far from my expectations. It was definitely not what I expected, but it wasn't too far considering that I have been saying this whole time, 2-3 start. But mm-hmm. that just implies that they got to get these next two wins, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we knew the injury implications going in to Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz. We weren't sure if they'd even be back mm-hmm. by the beginning of the season, and they were. It's just sad that they are now injured again. We don't really know Quentin Nelson's progress yet after getting injured last game. Um, his replacements seem to do decently well. The left tackle replacements have been historically bad for the Colts. But that guard, uh, Chris Reed, I think his name is, has done decent. Mm-hmm. It's hard to fill in those shoes, though, of Quan Nelson. Once playing through injury makes it seem like he's doing better at throwing away the ball. Hopefully that's a habit that will stick with him to not get sacked in the future, as we know that has been a problem in the past. Anyways, we've spent quite some time on that game. I don't really want to talk about the Colts anymore. Okay, let's move on to the Giants in Atlanta. This is the second dispute in which you got correct this time. You had Atlanta and I had the Giants. Of course. Um, I didn't really pay attention to this game other than I think Atlanta made a little comeback towards the end because I think it was like... I, I know yeah. absolutely nothing of this game. I think Saquon Berkeley had his first good game. He had a touchdown. It's his first touchdown since... There you go. He... Since 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I think Atlanta mounted a small comeback, and I think it was a last-minute field goal. If I can remember, I was not paying attention to this game at all. So, do you just want to move on to the next? Yep. Kansas City Chargers. I actually don't know what happened a lot in this game, but everyone knows the end result, at least, that Chargers beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs now have a losing record. I don't remember the last time Chiefs had a losing record. I don't remember the last time, man, just being like... Last... Last in the division, two losing games in a row. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think it was either 2015, week six of 2015 or 2016, that the Chiefs were last, like sole procession of last place. Because I remember seeing that graphic after they lost. And I was kind of paying attention to this game. But boy, boy, the Chargers look very scary. In the first half, the Chiefs could not start the ball at all. The Chargers had three three total turnovers in the first half had was sacking Patrick Mahomes left to right it was just scary and I feel like the Chiefs have not gone off to great starts in any of their three games mm -hmm. so far it's always either been close or they they start behind they've never gotten off to a very dominant start defense has has done a decent job through all four quarters I guess I don't know I it's just like I think they have a problem stopping the run as well. I think I saw they were like one of the worst run stop defenses. Good news for Miles Sanders this upcoming game. That's true. Fancy owners got there. But I mean, at some point, you would just expect that the Chiefs offense would, you know, lend a hand to that defense and be like, well, you're not going to have to worry too much. You know, you're not going to have to be playing from behind so much. Because mm-hmm. that's like the worst position to be in on defense is playing from behind. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did mount a little comeback towards the end and made it a game. But Mike Williams, they just could not. That defense could not stop Mike Williams. Mike Will made it. He had a, an unst- outstanding performance. I don't know. He had two touchdowns and over a hundred 
yards, I believe. Yeah, he had seven receptions, 122 it was yards. the perfect time to pick him up. Two I touchdowns. Mean, he had good games before that, but that was his biggest boom, I guess. Yeah, three games in a row with a touchdown. And it was weird because I was looking between Mike Williams and Brandon Cooks to pick up, and I chose Brandon Cooks. Because I was like, I don't think Mike Williams can keep this up with Keenan Allen, like next to him. That's true. And I, so, I did think about that as well. So that's why I picked up Cooks, and I was like, I'm probably going to regret that. I mean, Cooks still performed really good, but not not as well as Williams. I'm glad you didn't pick up Williams, because you would have left me with Cooks, and I wouldn't have taken him, because that's a division rival, and that's my policy. Because mm-hmm. I never start any player that plays the Colts. And so, like, why even get anyone who is in the division if they play Colts twice a year? Yeah, That's that makes philosophy. sense. As well as, you know, Sophia took Marquise Brown as well. And just looking at whoever's left is, like, not great. Also, I'm very happy I didn't get Marquise Brown because he dropped two touchdown passes. Yeah. He's. I feel like he's a hit or miss receiver throughout the years that he's been in the NFL. We will definitely get to that game next. I mean, soon. Kansas City did just get Josh Gordon. I did see that. It's interesting to see how he would do because he's been hopping from team to team. And frankly, he's been hopping in and out of the league due to weed. The weed policy in the NFL is really strict. Not anymore. Really? Oh, that's good. It, that was kind of the trade-off was if the NFL established a 17th game with no extra bye week or whatever mm-hmm. um they would loosen up oh that's really good because i remember Pat- a lot of a lot of players were complaining to younger players mainly like really like you sacrifice that mm-hmm. you know just for some weed or something but other players are like well you know it's beneficial you know yeah <laughs> to some and then i heard mcafee talk about this on his podcast because he had trouble with that throughout his career and he was saying that once you get caught once it's super hard to come back and rebound from it it's crazy but yeah so we got cincinnati Bengals versus the pittsburgh steelers and cincinnati surprisingly won uh joe burrow looked decent um, he did have some turnover issues as he has had a couple of games as well, past couple of games. Pittsburgh just could not get anything going. Their offensive line might be the worst in the league, and that's saying something considering how Colts have looked past weeks. Najee Harris is getting lined up at wide receiver, and that's an issue for a team whose receivers are, you know, they have pride in them. Like the whole, mm-hmm. the whole fan base has a lot of pride in Claypool, Smith-Schuster, Johnson. Mm. those guys and even everyone mm-hmm. like it, we're not that far off from the point where everyone was like a pro bowler um ebron Najee Harris getting lined up at receiver and he's a rookie running back like that is an issue i think overall on the team i mean he is a yards after carry like master so i i can't really blame the steelers but like you would just expect your seasoned vets to just stand out especially after Schuster's mm-hmm. whole fucking extension and like considering how bad the offensive line is you should also be using Harris to block as well yeah I think Juju's problem is that he's getting too caught up with TikTok and his tickety tockety dances and I saw this phony meme he really doesn't do that anymore though he kind of stopped he's been posting cringy videos still though still it's, I mean, he. I thought he stopped doing him on game days and stuff. So. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear that, but I saw this. Oh, I mean, I didn't. 
I didn't get a chance to like see that article, but I always like to make fun of him for it because he's a stealer and then that's just a stealer thing to do. But I saw this one meme where it was saying that he's just a discount ver or discount or Walmart version of DK Metcalf and he's trying to act like DK Metcalf with his hairdos and trying to like replicate oh, his vibe I and guess stuff. They are kind of similar. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. But it was kind of funny the comparison and stuff. Anyways. I will say Cincinnati defense, I mean, shout-outs to them for getting that done. I mean, holding Steelers to 10 points, pretty good. No matter how bad a team is, just holding them to 10 points. Like, that's 10 or less, you know, that's good. Yeah, that is very good. But um, we got... Yeah, Cleveland Browns versus Chicago Bears. I think this was a clear Browns victory just from the fact that their only other loss was to the Chiefs. And, yeah, the Chiefs are off to 1-2 start, but it's still the Chiefs. Give them that credit. Um, oh, my... <laughs> that just happened um and bears have looked disgusting on offense their defense hasn't always looked too bad but justin field just couldn't get anything going on offense um it was his first start though i think so i mean room for improvement definitely mm, most definitely <laughs> i heard that they may be starting nick full nick Foles possibly oh my because i think God. justin fields has like a small injury or some sort that may prohibit him from playing and he's just been playing bad so i think they may tr try starting nick Foles. well i know the city of philadelphia is going to be a bears fan for the next couple of games yes sir yes sir um let's Move on to the next game because I didn't really watch any of that. Yeah, I didn't. Watch. I think that was just like a clear like Brown just just look better because they're more um, developed. Yeah, and, and two playing together, you know, and well rounded and stuff. Yeah, but exactly. we got an exciting game that shouldn't shouldn't have been this exciting by uh, at all. We got Baltimore uh, Ravens barely scraping a win thanks to the Detroit Lions. They had to get a record breaking sixty six yard field goal to in fact beat the dilapidated lions right. and that that was just crazy i also didn't watch this game from the few plays i did it was just back and forth back and forth back and forth funny anecdote kind of after the game lions were complaining about a missed penalty call where basically like if it had, it had been called game probably would have ended and they wouldn't no they wouldn't have ended i think ravens would have to had go for a hail mary because mm -hmm. it was just too far away to even be like a record-breaking field goal it was like but it was still a, a record-breaking hail mary just from how the distance it was mm -hmm. and so they're complaining about that missed call but it's just like it's like a record either way it's like you have to go for a record breaker yeah you know what i mean like basically i'm pretty sure they wanted it to get moved back or whatever so that tucker couldn't do it i guess that just goes to show you how little faith people have in lamar jackson but as a passer Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's very, very rare to complete a Hail Mary pass. I feel like it's more... You know, more... it's also very rare to get a 66-yard field goal. Yeah, but I mean, it's... I feel like I would take the 66-yard field goal any day over a Hail Mary over a chance of winning the game, if you know. I mean, obviously they... Obviously. Yeah. Because... Especially with Tucker and stuff. No. I feel like at 66 yards, yes, go for the field goal with Tucker over the Hail Mary. But at the point where you're that far back, you can't go for a field goal there. You have to do a Hail Mary. Yeah, that makes and sense. That's, that's a record. They're both record breakers regardless, like slim odds. That field goal might as well have been a Hail Mary is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Next. We got the Saints versus the Patriots. 
I didn't watch this game, and or I heard um, absolutely nothing, or I yeah, heard no storyline. Definitely lost, I guess, in the news cycle compared to other games. I I guess New Orleans just won. It was a defensive battle because I know that New Orleans got pick six, and Jameis Winston still has like an insanely low amount of yards total, <laughs> despite being a winning record quarterback. So, yeah, good on New Orleans holding the 13 and getting a defensive touchdown. And New England, defensively, you know, holding the offense to 21, I guess. I'm, I'm pretty sure as long as there wasn't more than one defensive touchdown. Yeah. Um, that's he, still good. Jameis Winston still hasn't eclipsed over 150 passing yards this season. That's absurd. He had 128 yards, two touchdowns, and 110 rating. Like, he, he has to break the record for, like, most amount of touchdowns and wins for, like, a, for the least amount of, like, passing yards because yeah. he has a total of 387 passing yards, and Dak Prescott got that the first game against the Bucks. Yeah. That's, like, crazy. But Anyways, still- uh, that was the dispute that I also won. New Orleans over New England. We kind of just like, this was guesses from both of us. So it was 50-50. Yeah. Arizona versus Jacksonville. Those are pretty clear. Like, Arizona has been on a roll. Jacksonville has been not. Trevor Lawrence throwing lots of picks. Yeah. Can't really blame him considering it is Jacksonville. This- but, I mean, the Jacksonville defense still gave... Um, uh, fuck, what was his name? Why am I forgetting? Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. They were still giving him a hard time. He only had one rushing touchdown, and I think he got intercepted, so he had no passing touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was playing hurt, though. I think he only had three receptions. Yeah, I just, like, I, I think Kyler Murray put it best where he said that if this game were to happen with last year's squad or just, like, last season, they mm-hmm. would have lost. And yeah. It just goes to show you how much they've grown since then, and, mm. you know. They're a winning team now rather than losing in fourth quarters and, like, to defenses just getting to jump on them early, you know? That so. makes sense. But, but this was a way too close for comfort for most of the game. I was watching this a lot, and it was close all the way up to, I think, like, the end of the third quarter to the fourth quarter. Kind of how we were talking about, like, the Hail Mary play with a field goal. The the Jacks, Jacksonville Jaguars did a kind of a Hail Mary play at the end of the half. I think it was also a 66-yard field goal attempt. They kick it, but the Jaguars got it, returned it for a touchdown, 109-yard right, touchdown. It was a kick six. Yeah, and that was just insane. That's just the maximum amount of yards. But I don't even understand how that was possible. Yeah, but that was just like a fun play that I saw. That was like, how the hell did they do that? But we got the Buffalo Bills first. The Washington football team they got destroyed. Washington did it. Yeah, did. there's no easy way to put it. Washington football team just is not the same with... I mean, these past two years, honestly, just not having a good quarterback to lead them. Yeah. I mean, they, they've they been mediocre since Griffin left. Robert yeah. Griffin, or below average. Because it's been, like, Cowboys versus yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I should the past two years. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. I just feel like Ron Rivera era. If yeah, you know what I'm saying because like Ron Rivera has built a great defense. It's just like that defense can't do anything when the offense is not doing its job. Yeah, I was just about to say that it seems like Washington's defense got defeated, but new life formed with the Bills' offense. Even though they got 35 points, and thanks to the Miami Dolphins for a 35-0 shutout, I feel like Josh Allen wasn't really a part of that. But Josh, if I felt like Josh Allen, Allen, who got 38 points for me, and I fucking didn't start him. I'm wearing. Well, to, I'm wearing to finish let's this. Let's give Miami Dolphins credit. They, I mean, still hard because Tua was out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. 
Should've just cut me off. Well, I was just going to finish. Yeah. I was just gonna finish what I was saying. But yeah, you can finish what you were saying. Uh, let's give Miami credit from last week as, as being like a top defensive back um, group. Yeah. You know, Howard. Mm-hmm. Like people were saying that defensive player of the year of last year at some point. Uh, I think he led the league in the interception. You know, we, we should keep that in mind. And even though it was like, it was because Tua was hurt that they were playing so bad, I don't think Josh Allen should have lit them up necessarily. Yeah. And then he went and did it again against another good defense. But it's like two teams also are without a really good quarterback. So it's like kind of hard to say where you kind of draw the line on how good his performances have been after that loss. But like we need to see him against a complete healed team, I guess, <laughs> yeah. to really get a gauge of like, is he really going for an MVP season right now? You know, mm-hmm. I won't even say Ben Roethlisberger is that great of a quarterback given the line situation. Like that whole offense is doesn't feel like a starting offense right now yeah. um, with the Steelers and they beat Buffalo in a very impressive defensive battle. So it could have just been like, you know, one of those things where you get off to a rough start that first game, but still we still need to see a little bit of proof that Josh Allen is the real deal going into uh, a season where a lot of people have him at high MVP odds. I agree, but I was just saying that it, seems like he's on pace and on path for that mvp self like he was having last season and i fucking didn't start him he had 38 points in our fantasy league and i sat him out for fucking Derek carr and i was so pissed i still think as of right now he has a lot of people to get through matthew stafford being at the front of that list i agree i'm not saying that he's a definite mvp uh mvp now i'm just saying that he's starting to look like his own mvp self but let's right. get to an AO relevant game denver <laughs> denver gets their ego fed a shit ton even though it was thanks to jets they beat the jets 26-0 i mean are you talking about signing bridgewater to an extension i can't believe that they're getting way too cocky i can't wait until they get defeated by uh, a little or way below average team like i'm just waiting for that to happen because wow. they played extremely bottom tier teams you cannot get much worse than the jags jets and the other team that they and the giants bottom of the barrel teams so i will i will give them credit though i have them at 611 meaning that i feel like if you're 611 11 you're still losing to bad teams Mm -hmm. you just get some wins against other bad teams and maybe like one against a good team that's just like you know out of nowhere that's kind of how i feel about that 611 record and right now they're playing in my head, until we see that they can beat a really good team, mm. at least consistently, or at all, they're playing like a nine-eight. I agree. I think that they're the top, one of the top bad teams, you know, up in there. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, one of the top non-playoff teams. They'll yeah, be on the bubble. That's my projection right now. Yes. Then let's move on to the Dolphins Raiders game. This was a very exciting game. It came down to a wire. The Las Vegas shouldn't have been though. Yes, but it came down to the wire over time. Three field goals were kicked in overtime. The maximum amount of field goals that you're allowed to kick in overtime before someone wins, you know, but... Well, maximum amount you're allowed to make. Yeah, that is true. This is this is the first time in modern day era since the merger that a team is 3-0 three, three and oh against playoff teams that won 10 or more games last year. So, that, like... The Miami f- wasn't playoffs. Or, no, not playoffs, but 10 plus... Just 10 plus one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Miami, like, I'm pretty sure we're 11-5. Yeah. 
Yeah. So not playoff teams. I meant more than ten yeah, wins. They just ten got plus beat wins. Yeah, by the Colts for the wild card spot. Yeah. This is true. This is true. So they are on a very, very good start, and I don't think that they're posers like Denver is. You know, I think, I think. Um, it's, we'll see. Yeah, it's still way too early, but I don't think they're a poser. I think that they're above 500 team or above. I or will say they've, yeah. they've basically beaten my expectations. I said they were going to be 512. <laughs> um, I just didn't think they had the weapons to do it. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs was even out, and they've been managing to get it done. Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller. Next, the, I think this is a surprising loss in a way that I didn't think that the Vikings could beat out the Seahawks by 13 points i thought it would be a lot closer game than that but i also didn't have i didn't watch this game so i have nothing to come commentate about it but we both had the seahawks winning i just feel like vikings have not proven to be a good passing defense i feel like they've gotten lit up in the past even in the first two games i would say and the fact that russell wilson just couldn't get done very surprising we always talk about how he's great at the start of the season but then you know declines it's just it doesn't seem like he has been amazing i agree you know i mean that first game against colts obviously looked great if he can't get it done next week against a really, really good team. You know, there will be questions about playoff eligibility with the Seahawks, given that they're in the toughest division. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Vikings, I'm, I'm going to say it, dude. They might surprise us later in the season. They got off to a rough start. If they can hold an offense like Seahawks to 17, and then you, we know how good their offense is. And they did that without Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I'm just saying. Justin Jefferson popped off nine receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. And I also agree with that statement because the two losses that they had previously were last-second field goals in which they were very much in the game all throughout. So it was I forget, but it it still was last-second field goals. I th- one was Cincinnati an ex- yeah. and the okay, Arizona. We have to you know Arizona has been rolling. And Cincinnati is a bit like questionable, but it was the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um. Always have to give that the benefit of the doubt. They're right up there. I mean, the Bengals are... It's not like they're the Jets. I mean, they were last year because there were, what, only one, two, or three games? I can't remember, but still. Bengals, I mean, I think they had four wins. Four wins. Still bottom of the barrel, but still. I I think they're a decent team this year, and I think the Vikings can pop off. But we got the Rams versus the Buccaneers in which they oh, everyone, dominated. Everyone was looking for this game. Because it's basically two teams that everyone's been projecting to make the NFC Championship. I feel like they've been counting out Green Bay, but whatever. It, it's Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford, man. Like, how can you not be excited for that passing game, all game, you know? And it's the GOAT and Matthew Stafford and some kid that the Buccaneers just picked up. So it was an exciting matchup. Like, wait, what? Some kid that the Buccaneers just picked up. What do you mean? And Brady. Oh, <laughs> I was making... oh, I thought you said the GOAT and yeah. Stafford. And I, I said... The third? Were you talking about? I said... <laughs> okay, I said, okay. Go, yeah. go in. in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry I ruined that joke. But, regardless, Tom Brady looked like he was having a rough time against that defense. And I... I really don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't he? Who played the Rams in the playoffs? Was it the Bucks or was it the Green Bay? Because they got to the divisional round. Rams did? Yeah. It was Rams, Buccaneers. 
Okay. And Jerry Goff's, wait, no, Jerry no, no, Goff's Rams, right? No, 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 no. It was Rams Packers. Packers won in the divisional <laughs> round. That got them to the championship game. Championship game was Bucks and Green Bay because Green Bay Packers made it to two straight championships in a row. Okay, that confirms my theory then. Yes. Tom Brady struggled against a really hot defense in Washington during the playoffs. And it was a close game. That was probably the hardest matchup they faced, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't say their other matchups were that tough as far as defenses go. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm just thinking about like Packers and Chiefs. And like, they're not like top of the line defenses. They're kind of definitely carried by like those offensive mm-hmm. players. And then you have the Rams, who have probably the best defense in the league, but they're kind of being held behind by, you know, that offense and Jerry Goff. But now you have Stafford, who's looking like MVP. It's like, what can't this team do? Yeah. Like, the expectation should be Super Bowl or bust. Mm hmm. And I feel like Tom Brady will definitely have a hard time with that, considering he doesn't have a rushing game to always, like, depend on. Mm -hmm. And they seem to go toe-to-toe with all the really good offenses in the league. Um, I mean, just look how the Cowboys game went. Even Atlanta started to get, get hot against them, like, towards the end of that game. So it's just, you know, we have to reasonably set our expectations. Like, you have to learn to win again at the end of every season, you know. As Aaron Rodgers put in an interview, you always have to learn how to win again after each season, and so we shouldn't just you know expect the Bucks to just be on a roll and win all the way through. We have to see it still. I agree. And I agree. We didn't see it with the Rams. It was still a ten point game, I will say, but Rams just looked in control the entire time. I don't think there was any point where Bucks were like really gave him any fear i agree and i think rams are at least my favorite to win the super bowl and then next would be the arizona cardinals but they're just looking like the best team in the league right now i saw the chiefs but as of just now just because i feel like the two losses give him an edge like in a like i don't know storybook ending sort of thing <laughs> yeah just because like also mahomes was like he was going for the first 17-0 season mm-hmm. and now he doesn't have that he's just got this chip on his shoulder like super bowl or bust yeah now. going from the first 17-0 season to two losses also they have a completely new offensive line that takes a while to kind of fully develop maybe mm-hmm. that i don't know for sure but maybe that's part of it i agree like but, when you have five entirely new people that have never played together that's insane to me mm-hmm. to even try but I guess Andy Reid was hopeful that it would mesh at least by midseason. Yeah. You can never go on like Andy Reid's word because whatever he says, whatever he does, you got to go by it because he's the best. He's the GOAT. But you got the Green Bay. You got the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Primetime banger. It was a primetime banger. And I think you said it. 39 seconds left is way too much time for... Oh, way too much time for bad reigning man. MVP. Bad man in Aaron Rodgers, so a Rod, very very exciting game. And it doesn't matter if he's away. I mean, actually, didn't he grow up in California. Maybe he, he did feel at home. I mean, he's looking like he's grown up in California now with his long hair and. No, he, I'm pretty sure he's actually from yeah. California, and he wanted to go to California, or at least that's what the rumor said that he wanted to go to San Francisco. So maybe he was just getting a feel for it before it was official. <laughs> Next season, him on the 49ers. Trey Lance gets benched one more year. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Uh, who knows? Who knows? He was born in California. Chico, California. Chico. Chico. Yeah, Chico. Because I can't imagine any of the other teams wanting, willing to go with him over their current quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and 
Herbert. Yeah. So. So if he really wants to be in California, that seems like the destination, even though they drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. So do you want me to move forward to the MVP race? Cowboys beat Philadelphia Eagles 41-21. That is all I will say. We were both wrong on that prediction. Yeah. And MVP race. I'm not going to talk on it because you, I... You do your own videos. So yeah. No problem. I will say, though... Go, 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 I'm disappointed in you and Jalen Hurts. That's all I'm going to say in this podcast. I'm disappointed. MVP race. Honorable mentions. Remains Jameis Winston and Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. They still are in the honorable mention section because Lamar Jackson running with those interceptions, not good, but I still have him in here because he has 251 rushing yards, 7.2 yards per carry, just absolutely dumb, but whatever. Um, Jalen Hurts, I still have in here despite getting his first two interceptions last game. Because he has been pretty accurate, despite people saying that maybe his uh, defining flaw going into the season. And, uh, you know, he still had an impressive win. Let's not, you know. Yeah. I mean. He's played some difficult teams. The Cowboys and 49ers, those are two playoff teams. So, I agree. You, don't worry. Just just wait. John Hurts is going to have an MVP season back half of the season. <laughs> Win the Super Bowl. Colts and Lanks Eagles. I'm sorry, but John Hurts is going to get his first Super Bowl against the Colts. What are it? Like, if you were to put $100 on Colts facing the Eagles in the Super Bowl, like right now, and then the Eagles, like how much money would you make? I, I just want to know those yeah, betting odds. That, that at least like 100000 Probably. And having the Eagles win too, that would be crazy. Because, like, the Eagles are very low. Jameis Winston, um, I have him there because he still is kind of in the race just in touchdowns. And also, he's had 2 1 record. But that low yardage is just insane. First of all, it's 387 passing yards only. And that's off of 60% completion percent. He's, so he can't even do low yardage efficiently. He's Duncan and Duncan. Duncan and Duncan. It's just making me very concerned, despite that really good first win. Yeah, that's all I got there. Uh, people who moved down into the all-honorable mentions, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. These are guys that you're always going to look at in the MVP race year in, year out, but they are at 1-2. So those are really the only reasons why they're there. Um, Patrick Mahomes definitely has that asterisk next to him, more so than Russell Wilson, because he does have three interceptions. Russell Wilson has none still. He still has 73% completion rate. Like, he has a bit more going for him, I guess, than Patrick Mahomes. But regardless, they're in honorable mentions. No need to rank one over the other. Kirk Cousins also has a period in honorable mentions, despite being 1-2. Why? Because he's at 918 passing yards on 73% completion rate, no turnovers, 8 touchdowns total. I mean, his efficiency is amazing. His touchdown-to-turnover ratio is amazing. Like, he's quietly having an MVP candidate season. He just needs the wins. Now, other people that made it onto this list that weren't on the list previously, Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, now that they are at 2-1, they both have winning records now, despite starting 0-1, I think. I'm pretty sure Chargers lost that first game, right? Wait, quick question. What is the What does the efficiency mean? Okay, so this is a little calculation I did personally where it basically weighs how much okay basically look at passing yards Mm -hmm. and then look at completion percent it's like if those two were multiplied that's what the efficiency looks like Mm -hmm. so it kind of just gets you a gauge of like i don't know like how much of that is just them 
throwing a lot of attempts to get all those yards because like you know how Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger ha- has led the league in uh, passing yards a lot, but it's like how much of that is just the fact that they had no run game, you know? Yeah, so it's like so um, it's just basically a- another way of looking at how efficient you are. The higher the number, the better. That's very interesting. I like that. Thank you. I came up with it. Justin Herbert is uh, kind of in the mid-range there um, with 701 because he has that 69% completion rate on 956. He isn't scoring amazingly, and he also has a lot of, a lot of turnovers in general, uh, but they beat the Chiefs, so, <laughs> I mean, you got to have him on the list. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has moved up from honorable mentions because he is now at a winning record, and it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. I'm not even worried about all those other bad statistics against him. Like, he will keep moving up. I believe it. Josh Allen at eight. Um, I already mentioned him, but, uh, I mean, he's not really looking that great. 62% completion percent. That's one of the lowest on this list. Uh, oh, interception, a fumble. Eight touchdowns, though. That's pretty good. Dak Prescott definitely moved up after last game. Uh, he had a pretty bad second game, but this game was definitely redeemable. He's now only at six touchdowns, but 878 passing yards on a record 77.48 completion rate. Pretty crazy. I, You don't really see that. I agree. I think the record's like 72 or 73 by Drew Brees. Wait, I want to look that up, I'm but you can... Sure. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is at six. I honestly want to have him lower, but he is 3-0. And he's passing accurately. He's just really not scoring. Um, he has no turnovers, though. So it's just like, you know, he'll break top five once he plays good teams, basically, and does similar. I agree, I agree. Yep. Sam Darnold, he's a, he's in the top five. A lot of people were counting him out because after, you know, Jets, like, who won it? And then he was only going to the Panthers. Like, Panthers didn't do great last year. They, a lot of people didn't consider that much of an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater, even with Christian McCaffrey healthy again. But he got the job done without Christian McCaffrey in prime time. No turnovers that game. Uh, he He's just had very safe quarterback play. Six touchdowns, 888 yards, 68% completion rate. Um, he's not extremely explosive like a lot of the other ones I'm going to get to in this list, but... You know, maybe he's still just getting comfortable because it is a new team after all. And he's young. He's a young guy. Tom Brady is, uh, he's moved down to four. He was at two last time. Uh, I was really looking at it and I was like, man, this guy really might have an MVP season. After last game, it's just like, that was an important primetime win for him within the conference. I mean, primetime game within the conference. He is leading in touchdowns at 11. He's broken a thousand passing yards alongside two others. So there's that. He's passing like somewhat accurately. There is the two interceptions from that Cowboys game that I don't entirely consider his fault. I think that's more of like a play calling thing because one thing, one was a hail mary in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Tom Brady will definitely remain in the top five for a while, unless like something surprising happens. Derek Carr is kind of still of a question mark. He's remained at number three uh, since last time. He only has six touchdowns, and he does have two turnovers. Uh, not passing very accurately, but he is leading the league in passing yards, so you have to give him that. And is 3-0, so that's why he's in the top three. Kyler Murray moved down in favor of Matthew Stafford at number one. Uh, Kyler Murray is passing extremely efficiently, more so than anyone else. Um, and a lot of people kind of consider him like a Lamar Jackson sort of thing where he's more sort of a rushing threat and very mobile. You know, he can do some long balls, but like he's not going to do it 
uh, like efficiently or consistently, but he has been. Mm-hmm. You know, ten touchdowns, thousand yards, near very close to Dak Prescott's number on completion percentage. He's only about a percent off. Uh, only issue is his four interceptions. Yikes. Matthew Stafford, though, this is the guy that you want to see. Nine touchdown to turnover ratio, only one interception to t- nine touchdowns, uh, nearly at the 1,000 passing yard mark. Um, the only reason why he's not there yet is because there has been a lot of garbage time against the Bears and the Bucks just at the end of the game. I feel like otherwise he would be there. Um, he yeah. probably wouldn't be matching Derek Carr otherwise if he was in those tight games that Derek Carr has been. But, yeah, I mean... This guy's the guy right now. He's the front runner. I agree. This is his MVP to lose right now. So I applaud I, I say this weekend week out, but I applaud you for this list. This is a very impressive list. You go very Thank in you. depth. Thank you. And I appreciate this for the little tidbit in this podcast. But the highest completions percentage in a season is set by Drew Brees in twenty eighteen for seventy four point four percent. Ooh, that's insane to keep yeah. that up an entire season. Mm-hmm. Let's right move- now, uh, how many people are above that on this list? Dak Prescott, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyler Murray. Are those the three you would have expected? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you would think maybe Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Moving on to week four. I forgot to put... Did you forget to fucking choose your thing? No, I actually have them all filled out. Uh-huh. I'm ready to show unveil me. them. Show me that, huh? You want me to? No, don't. Um, I'm no, wait, still, wait, wait, wait. Let me reset the camera before we start this segment. I'm still waiting, is what I was going to say, for him to reset the camera. Okay. I'm still up three wins against Caleb. Uh, 31-17, he's at 28-20 on overall predictions this entire season. If you don't know, we predict every game of the season. Um, uh, yeah, this is week four. Thursday night football. Get into it, Caleb. What is what is happening Thursday night? Thursday night, Cincinnati Jacksfire, Jaguars, Jacksfire, Jack Jacksfire. God damn, he got squirt me with the thing. No, I'm uh, okay. No, too many electronics. Too many electronics. I was just joking. I was just joking. But, but this is this is similar to the fucking Houston versus Carolina Panthers. Uh, game, I feel like this is radiating, radiating the same energy. Where Bengals and Carolina Panthers. Panthers, I feel like, are better than Bengals right now. But similar pace. Similar pace with Jacksonville and Houston. Both shit teams. But I have Cincinnati beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I assume that you do too. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love seeing AFC South get beat. Other than the Colts. It's just so fun to watch. And the fact that they've been doing back-to-back primetime games with that, it's just, it's like they considered how I was feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. That I needed this, considering how the Colts are doing right now. And thank God those have been one o'clock games, too. Because if I was able to watch in primetime, I think I would be depressed. Yes, I agree. Can't wait to see Titans first primetime game and watch them lose as well. When's their primetime game? I being? don't know. I don't know when their first one is. I think Colts have one before them because mm. week five is mm. when we go see the Ravens. Hey, yo. We're talking about that at all. Happy but birthday, Trey. Anyways, speaking of the Titans. Got the Titans. Losing. <laughs> uh-huh. We have them playing the Jets. <laughs> the Jets may be 0-3, but don't let that fool you, all right? They have a lot going for them. 
Titus, if you picked the Jets, I feel like you'd be tanking. Please don't tell me you chose the Jets. Listen. Please listen. don't. I, if you only cover that block and it's the Jets, I'm going to be questioning your sanity. Like... Titans aren't that great of a team. You're They're joking. carried by Derrick Henry. You're joking. Have you ever seen that commercial where Derrick Henry is literally just like running around with those two defenders on their back? Those two defenders actually represent the Titans mm. organization. Mm. He is the only reason why they're so alive. The Jets... You can stop now. Like, on the other hand... Like, like we both know you think that... <laughs> have the secret weapon. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis, ex-Titan, who knows all the inside secrets. So, I just feel like... So you take the Titans. Cool. The Jets are going to win. Oh, wait. <laughs> Come on, you're tanking. I'm not tanking. I genuinely... You're tanking. Come on. That's tanking. Are not That's as a free win for me. That's a free as win. the record states, because I am a big fan of Robert Sala as well. First Muslim American head coach, I believe. I think that is true. I may be wrong. But he's one of the first, at least. I think you're right with that. I, I think you think I'm right with my prediction? You want to no. change over? You're mm, allowed. I think you're insane. Do you need okay. help? Like, do you? I can get Josh and we can have like an intervention for you. It's like with Dallas. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys. That is true. If they were playing Jets, what would you do after they just whooped your ass? Because literally, the same thing just happened. Think about it. Both our division rivals just played us. That is very true. Wouldn't you want them to lose the Jets immediately after? Yeah. And wouldn't you make up any reason for them to lose? I agree with you, Titus, on this. Thank you. But I don't agree with you. I still think the Titans are going to win. But I'm just glad that the Cowboys aren't playing the Jets this year. That I know of. They could be. (laughs) Anyways. Philadelphia plays the Chiefs. How do you feel about that? So... We're going to need to get destroyed. I really want to go see that game at Lincoln Financial. Yeah. Because I really do believe after the last two games of uh, Patrick Mahomes, it, he will break every single single game record. Mm. <laughs> yeah, thanks to the Eagles. And if it's happening in Philadelphia, might as well go see it, right? Yeah. So let's go. I've already spent way too much money. <laughs> I don't want to spend money just for me to this be miserable. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity no, I don't, to see NFL I don't, records get broken. I don't want to see my team get destroyed. I don't want to pay money to You will regret this play. one day when you're telling your kids about this. And Look, like, Dad, why didn't you go watch Patrick Mahomes break every record imaginable? Look, <laughs> the only way that I regret this, if the Eagles win amongst the Chiefs and a last-second field goal by Jake Elliott, 67-yard yarder, breaks Justin Tucker's record, except the game before, everyone goes crazy, then maybe I'll regret going, huh? Philadelphia would not be able to function for a week if that happened. If it's that happened. the regular season. That would be the Super Bowl. That, that would be our Super Bowl. Like It's like when the Colts beat the Chiefs in a primetime game when they were being led by Jacoby Brissett. And that was the year Chiefs won the Super Bowl as well. So, You basically yeah. won the Super Bowl. Basically. That's the way I see it. Um, I have Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it's the Chiefs. It's I the Chiefs. would really be questioning your sanity after picking the Jets, then the Eagles. Mm, you mm. may be questioning my sanity later as well. Mm. But we'll get to that. So we got Panthers, Dallas. I got Panthers just I because. I think it'd be oh, funny wow. if they're 4-0 with Darnold and then everyone hyping up Prescott. He's at 2-2. Mm-hmm. I just think that'd be hilarious. I 
also would think that would be hilarious as well. I want the Cowboys to lose out. But also just watching the Panthers, like, they really do have a lot of tricks up their sleeves. And I feel like Dallas's gameplay is a bit messy, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, it's just, like, Dak doesn't make a lot of bad decisions, but when he does, they're, like, monumentous. Like, the touchdown in the end zone against the yeah. Eagles. So, I, I just feel like Panthers really haven't been letting up many mistakes, even with McCaffrey out. And I can't name a single defender on their entire team. I agree. So, yeah. Do we know how long McCaffrey's going to be out? And thank God that he's out. A couple be- games minimum. Oh, that's good. But thank God he's out because I'm playing Trey and Trey has McCaffrey. And without McCaffrey, Trey's line is basically worthless. Like, I'm projected to beat him 120 to 103. And well, that's to make, be fair. That's feeding my ego a lot. He hasn't really looked at his. Look, it doesn't really matter. It's just feeding my ego as of now. But as an 0 3 team. But yeah. <laughs> so we got we, our next game. We got the Saints versus the Jets or Giants. I got the Saints. Because they're Listen. they're on fire. If you fucking pick the no, Giants, no, I don't okay. have the Giants. But just hear me out, all right? I I feel like you secretly have the Giants. No, no, I don't have the Giants. Okay. Yeah. New Orleans. What do we know about them? They're in Louisiana. Yep. They're a football team. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston's their quarterback. Jameis Winston is their quarterback. And when it comes to Jameis Winston, what do we know? He's the GOAT. Um, He plays for the Saints. And he has the lowest amount of passing yards in the league. He has the lowest amount of passing yards in the league. And then you throw in the Giants, Mm -hmm. who have the most elite defensive back group in the league. I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Are you smelling some interceptions? I am, honestly. But at the end of the day, there's only thing one more one thing more disastrous than James Winston facing the biggest, best defensive back group in the league. What's that? Daniel Jones is the most disastrous thing in this entire league, so New Orleans will win. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not thinking the Giants, because that that helps me but next game we got the cleveland browns i don't actually believe giants have the best defensive back group in the league they're up there probably that was a hyperbole and if you don't know what a hyperbole means go look it up on google you dumb bitch i would also go with over exaggeration if you don't know what that means go to school i would also say lie (laughs) (laughs) but we got soda versus cleveland this is interesting this is a very good game I can see it going either way, but I got I have the Browns winning. Yeah, I actually have Minnesota. Oh, wow. I mean, I've been hyping them up, right? Like, I think they might surprise oh. us, and Kirk Cousins has just been playing great. Baker Mayfield honestly hasn't been playing that great, and they're relying on their rushing, and I feel like Minnesota has done decent. They're better against the rush than passing, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like they're going to look pretty good there. Um, I still have no reason to believe that the Browns' passing defense is any anything great. Obviously, they're going to be a pass rushing threat. I don't know. I, it'll be interesting. It definitely will be close. I agree. I agree. I just I feel like Minnesota's been playing really hard teams lately, and I kind of feel bad for them. Kind of with the Colts situation, but I feel like the Colts have it worse. But I just feel bad for teams who play back to back to back really good teams. Vikings are holding up their own. But I still have Cleveland, 
But next game, you got a shit show in Chicago Bears versus Detroit Lions. I picked the Bears, but I could really see the Lions winning. I actually do have the Lions winning. Yeah. Dude, I- Andre Swift is healthy again, as we saw from last game, and he's actually doing pretty decent. Um, they just had a really close game against the Ravens. Jerry Goff doesn't look that bad, surprisingly, uh, considering how that offense doesn't really have a lot of playmakers, really. I just feel like Bears have proven less, surprisingly. I, even with a win. Even with their win, then, you know, Lions on their three losses. So. Honestly, I agree, and I'm kind of debating if I should stretch it over to Detroit, but for the sake of being different, I'm going to keep the Bears. <laughs> for the sake of the dispute and catching yes. up to me. Yes. But next game, we got Buffalo versus Houston. Why even talk about this? Yeah, Buffalo wins. Okay, we got Miami versus Indianapolis. I'm very surprised you chose Miami. Really? I actually am. I'm very confident about this game. I really am. You know what? I see that, too. Because two was out. They got shut out. Yeah, they just had a pretty close game against the Raiders. But, I mean, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. Colts being 0-4. I don't see it happening. But the reasoning why I chose Miami over Colts is because I believe that it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be decided on whoever has the ball last. And I think that... Miami is going to make less mistakes than Colts will make, and therefore that's going to push them over the edge. Man, if they get beat by Jacoby Brissett, no one, every single person on earth is going to be talking about that. Yeah. I have the Colts, obviously. Mm-hmm. I should have revealed that earlier. Atlanta versus Washington. I have Washington for obvious reasons. Atlanta's garbage. Well, that's rough. But I also have Washington. I don't think Atlanta's garbage, but I feel like historically, every time I predict Atlanta and it goes well, I get on this high. We're like, oh, maybe Atlanta's good. And then they just disappoint me the next week. So I'm just going to roll with Washington. I don't think I've ever been thoroughly disappointed by Washington. Yeah, and I think that as a whole, Washington is a better football team comparatively to the Atlanta Falcons. So that's Even why. Even if it's Ryan versus Heineke? Yeah, I just trust Washington's defense. Even though they have been playing very bad, but I trust their defense over Atlanta's defense. But let's move on. Seahawks versus 49ers. I picked the Seahawks. Honestly, this was a coin flip, and my brain chose Seahawks. I chose the 49ers um, just because I think... 49ers look better in their last game than Seahawks looked in their last game, obviously. Yeah. Um, 49ers are 2-1. That's going off of right now. Mm-hmm. No, I respect that. It is a coin flip, I will say. It's a divisional game. Anything can happen. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But next game, biggest coin flip of them all. And I am... I actually human. disagree. I don't think there's that much of a coin flip. Really? I got... I got the Rams, Rams versus Arizona, and it's very sad because I've been on the high horse on both of these teams. I've been rooting for them, and it's sad to see that they're coming together and playing it. But I picked the Rams. I also picked the Rams. Why don't you think it's such a coin flip? They're both 3-0. I understand. Uh, it's just Rams just look way more complete just based off of the fact that Cardinals' defense has slipped a lot at times against teams they shouldn't be slipping against. Mm. Whereas I feel like Rams really haven't let up at any point. Mm. They've always felt they've always been in very comfortable games. This will be their first uncomfortable game. At least I'm hoping it'll challenge Stafford to really like pop off. But I think they will seal the deal. I think they're I, I think they're a team of winners. Not losers. Not losers. 
And not to say that Arizona is a team of losers. I definitely think they will be in the playoffs and will be a threat. Maybe even an NFC Championship appearance. I don't see them in the Super Bowl this year, but an NFC Championship appearance is on the table for sure. But as of right now, Rams just have the division in my head. I agree. I think they're going to go 17-0. In that division, I just don't think it can happen. We were talking about this earlier, and you said that you don't see it happening because of that division. And if it was another division, you could see the Rams. Oh, yeah. Being undefeated. Put them in the AFC South. NFC East. Oh, God. What? We'll still have to play the Rams at some point. Lol. No, wait. No, we just played them. Yeah. My head is all over the place. I just uh, know we, in general, we have to play the NFC West two more times still. So. Oof. One on Christmas. Oh, that's, I mean, it could be a Christmas miracle. Maybe by that point. Best team in the league. Maybe Coles will be the best team in the league. Maybe mm-hmm. Wentz will be on his own MVP run. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, Green Bay Packers versus Pittsburgh Steelers. I got Green Bay Packers because they are looking like a shit ton more complete than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers look like they're on the down downfall. Yeah, Green Bay is a good team. Pittsburgh, I already talked about their offense. That's all I have to say. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay wins. Also, Pittsburgh has to go to Green Bay's home. It's just it's, odds are not in their favor. I agree. Next, Ravens versus Denver. I got the Ravens because. Yeah, this is the first team Denver is going to play, and they're definitely getting cocky, I feel like. And this is going to be the game that is going to show the league that they are posers, but I think everyone else already thinks that they're posers. But Tampa versus Patriots, I got Tampa because it's Tampa. I don't think I need much more of an explanation than that, and Patriots are just defleted. Listen. If you actually pick Patriots, I'm going to quit the podcast, and you're never going to see me again. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> did you actually pick the Patriots? Why did you pick the Patriots? Give me one reason why. a good storyline. But tell me other than that. Belichick gave Tom Brady so many rings. And then Tom Brady leaves saying, oh, I can get a ring anywhere else. And then he, he, did. Does. he does. I know. He does. He, he does. He did. But with that team where all starters return the next season because they're that good, like, is that really that much of an accomplishment? Bill Belichick's just sitting there like, you know, if you just give me a little bit more time. We could have went on our own run as well. And you're going to see that you're replaceable, man. Mac Jones, Alabama alumni, coached by Nick Saban, possibly the greatest coach ever, period. Period? Across all sports. All sports? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the one who's going to judge that. I don't watch enough sports all around. But you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. I just I do. feel like the storyline is there for an epic upset in new england in fact so might as well that would be a huge fucking upset. revitalize the franchise basically if that actually happens then i feel like that's going to be the biggest upset of the year new england one of the year. biggest upsets. that's going to be crazy that's going to be next to new york jets if they beat the tennessee titans we but, have a lot of disputes this week yeah and i feel like i'm confident about this week i feel like you're handing me a little bit of a bone i so handed I, you another dispute charges versus why? raiders why are you giving me these Easter egg or fucking? I'm not giving this to you. Gifts. You you predicted last. I went in yeah. and filled them out first. You did it last. That is true. That is true. Also, why wouldn't you? After Chargers just beat the Chiefs, why wouldn't you expect them to at least put up a fight? 
That is true. That is true. And Raiders, come on. They yeah. went to overtime with the Dolphins without Tua? That is very true. Like- Honestly, I don't know why I was being so harsh on the Raiders and Chargers. I can actually see the Chargers winning, but I don't know. Lots lots of disputes. This is going to be this an interesting. This is what it's going to look like, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Boom. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, you got me there, but I don't know how to fucking work this <laughs> fucking spreadsheet shit. I'll be pulling the same shit, okay? But here, I can show you. You just drag down, and then you go, boom. Because that's what it's gonna look like. That's impossible. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, why'd you make them all bold? Okay, good. Okay, so again. Because this is the basis of our podcast is the fantasy. I'm not going to go in depth until I'm just going to say he won, he lost. At least, at least go over the trade that happened recently. Yes, yeah, so we're going to go nice. over the trade as well. So I literally revitalized an entire team's uh, chances. Your team? No, not not mine. Who's? Gladius. Wow. Tell me about this trade. Ends and outs. All right. So here's the deal. I <laughs> I went to Brendan first. Because Brendan has a really good reserve of running backs. His two starters, Henry and Eckler. And then he just put Mixon in flex. I tried to do a direct trade of Stafford for Mixon because his only quarterback, he does not have a secondary. His only quarterback is Hurts, and Hurts just showed a little bit of flaws. And I was like, Stafford's looking like MVP. You could easily take this and not really lose that much as far as running backs go because you have a good reserve. And he said, no, I need Joe Mixon this week. So I was like, okay, you know what, that's fine. I'm willing to give you Stafford for the two running backs on your bench, okay? Chris mm-hmm. Carson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. A mm-hmm. lot of people are pretty down on Clyde, and Chris actually just had a meh game, I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, he's been decent. Regardless, I thought that was an easy one. I was going to throw him just like another running back just to replace, you know? Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell who had a really good first game. Um, He really just kind of left me on red, honestly. Yeah. He really did. He yeah. really did. And so I was like, you know what? Matthew Stafford for Austin Eckler. Uh, Eckler looks like uh, he's projected less than Joe Mixon. And I was like, you know what? Joe Mixon's going against the Jags- Jaguars. I can understand why he wants to keep him at least this week. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Eckler, how about that? Mm-hmm. Still really no response. It was not immediate. It was like, eh, meh. I was like, wow. He's really underestimating the power of Matthew Stafford. So I went to someone who would appreciate that. A little revitalization after a 0-3 start. And only having Ryan Tannehill and Joe Burrow in quarterbacks. Not great. And, uh, yeah, so Goliath's team. She has Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones still. And I took DeAndre Swift in a trade that consisted of Matthew Stafford and Elijah Mitchell for, I'm blanking, Joe Burrow and DeAndre Swift. Because I think DeAndre Swift, now that he's back and healthy, I think he will kind of pop off a little bit. I agree with that. And he's definitely the main back there. Williams. I think we both won, honestly. I think it was a good trade for both. Honestly, that is a very good trade, but the only downside is that Williams is going to take some of those snaps, but I still think that Swift is going to be the future back of that team. And to make that move, you dropped Wilf... Well, not not to make that move, but before that, before the trade went down, you dropped Will Fuller, Mike Davis, and the Panthers defense. I did. I cleared house, basically. Why did you? In preparation for waivers, mainly. Why did you drop Fuller? I had to drop Fuller because um, he was on IR, and I had a full roster, and the only way I could make trades or even claim anything off of waivers is if I didn't have someone on IR who was healthy. Mm-hmm. He was healthy, you know, he was playing games. So I couldn't get any players with that happening. So I had to remove someone, and I'm pr- 
I'm higher on Corey Davis and Brandon Ayuk's potential, just like if he recovers from, you know, what other health thing is going on. Mm-hmm. I'm higher on them than I am with Will Fuller. And then I have Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I can risk that putting Will Fuller uh, on waivers, especially because Tua is going to take a while to get back anyway, so he's not going to be great until later probably. Um, that's why I had to do that. Mike Davis has just looked meh. Like, he's probably the top running back still on waivers, but not saying much. And, yeah, I was just kind of tired of him. <laughs> um, I would be too, to be honest. Just Patterson taking so many snaps. And then Panthers defense, I, I just I just like trading out defenses every now and then. I'm hoping to get someone else. So That makes sense. That makes sense. But last week, um, Titus won. Brendan, Titus won't beat me. Brendan beat Claudia. Trey beat Licia and and Josh beat Sophia. Yeah. Josh has a curse. He has a curse. I'm playing him next week. Yes. He no matter who he plays, he seems to put a curse on his opponent to only have fifty to seventy points or just the lowest Do you really score. Think that's gonna happen with me though. I don't think that's gonna happen with you, but if it does. Then I would actually be very scared of the curse. He's projected eighty six right now. I would be so fucking scared if that actually happens. Like AJ Brown's projected zero, and Chris Herndon. Why is he still his starting? Time? I don't even I know. No, point five. How do you even draft him in the first? I don't place? even know. He keeps claiming that since he doesn't have the like app downloaded on his phone and no, he doesn't have, he doesn't have it downloaded he forgot his password. Yeah, he forgot, and so he's like, now I can't make any things, but just send have have them send your send yeah he's gonna he, he did say he was reset because he said in the off chance he does win this thing he wants to be able to say that he put some effort into it yes i agree After but starting off three zero strong start and you know he still has some good players russell wilson ezekiel elliott mm-hmm. dk metcalf i agree i agree um amari cooper has honestly been pretty inconsistent yeah um, how did he do last game? I really didn't look. Oh, actually, he has been bad since that first game. So he's not been consistent. That I feel was like an absolute lie. I feel like he goes on little stretches because I had Cooper last year, and he played pretty decent. But he had some games where he, some stretches where he did bad. But also look at his bench. Cooper Cup, one of the leading wide receivers in fantasy right now, uh, with five total touchdowns and twenty-five receptions. Hmm. And nearly 300-yard games. He was four short against the Bucks. Yeah. And double-digit t- uh, targets every time. So, honestly, he, he might be wide receiver one right now, isn't he? Yeah. That's crazy. Cooper Cup. That's insane. You had a very good week, too. You had the most points out of any anyone. Williams, yeah. Jefferson, and Harris all blew up. And I had an opportunity. I don't think I would have beat you, but I had the opportunity to come make it very close and had my biggest like performance of the season. And I didn't play Allen or Robinson, and I could have had 40 more points about. And I think you just got to play Allen week in, week out. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do now. I was overthinking it and switched Allen last second, and I switched Robinson last se- second for William. Because, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, like, he's been consistent, I guess. These past three games, I mean, it's not like he ever blows up. So yeah. He's just always going to be like mid to low 20s mm-hmm. in our league. Biggest, biggest shocker that I'm 0-3 and Josh is 3-0, I think, of the season so far. But, yeah. so I'm gonna, I don't think it's that much of a shocker that he's your team. You're pretty bad. Yeah, I do suck at... I honestly do suck at fantasy. I don't know why, but I, th- I think I have a curse in fantasy. 
either Licia or Gladio will get their first win because they're both zero three and they're playing against each other. Oh wow, that's a little storyline. Um, I'm playing Trey. Titus is playing Josh, and Brendan's playing Sophia. So yeah, I'm going to wrap up this podcast because this podcast is going on insanely long. As it always seems to. Yeah. I think we just have so much information and we're doing we're so much. We're so well read. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Harford grads. I'm not even facing the camera at this point. Yeah. I'm terrible. I'm a bad podcaster. Yeah. God. All right. Bye. Thank you.